Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You're thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 315 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. What's your power? And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to our show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to talk about, including some new trailers, and we've got a review of the newest movie from Netflix, Project Power. Before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing, Markellis? Tell us, Markellis, what's going on? Uh, I have been busy, 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 busy all week. I mentioned before in the show that there was a, a big project that I was working on for our six-year anniversary, and it's, as of recording, it's pretty close to being done, uh, not 100%. Knock on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> no, it's pretty close to being done. Uh, there's just a few little things that it's out of my control, out of my hands that I need set up, but it looks like... For our six-year anniversary, we will be having some So Was Your Podcast merchandise available for your your podcasting lifestyle. Uh, T-shirts, mugs, masks, cell phone case holders, and all of that shit. Like, all of that stuff. Uh, we're going to be doing um, a big promotion. Our anniversary is Saturday, August 22nd. So, starting Saturday, August 22nd, you can go to tpublic.com. Search So Wizard Podcast, and you will find a ton of So Wizard merchandise, and it will be on sale for the weekend for three days. Some t-shirts are going to be up there. Um, some new designs are going to be up there, and some of our classic shirts. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been working on, trying to put all of this together and still edit the show and still make an animated cartoon <laughs> starring Dave from our Super <laughs> Speak. And watch a whole bunch of different stuff for the show. and <laughs> That's right. And work good. and have a normal life. and. Yep, yep. But I managed to do it. Managed to hang out with my friends uh, from a distance. Uh, managed to watch a couple of movies and still get all of this done. Uh, which is why at this recording, it's like I said, it's not 100% done. But on Saturday, August 22nd, please go to tpublic.com. Search So Was It Podcast. Uh, and check out our merchandise and uh, get some stuff because it's going to be on sale. I will be rocking that stuff constantly. And I apologize to all of my family and friends because you are getting that stuff for holidays for the next foreseeable future. As long as we're doing this <laughs> podcast, that's what you're getting for the holidays. So forever then is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I will be blasting that link all over social media uh, as we get closer and as it happens. So, yeah, we... Fortunately, Adam stopped doing the uh, online story he was doing for us. He's just a very, very busy man. And now that he's doing a whole bunch of YouTube videos, too, it's hard to ask him to do more. But, uh, yeah, so now we've got our new store starting up, and I will definitely be blasting that all over social media for you guys. Aubrey, what's going on? I'm alive this week. <laughs> Yay! That's good. <laughs> so I got classes start on the next day, so I'll be... yeah fall steep in that um school started for kids today they're doing like online classes and then uh probably switching to hybrid classes in october and uh so i tried to get like one of those really nice pinterest pictures with noah holding like first day of school sign and he was not having it he just kind of like put it at his feet and put his head over his put his hood over his head and uh didn't even look at the camera. I love that picture. I thought that was uh, <laughs> I thought that was very purposeful. Like this is what I think of the first day of school, and I'm like, I'm not mad at you, dude. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> he is not a Monday person at all. <laughs> Noah has a case of the Mondays. Like every single Monday, it's always <laughs> a fight to get him to go to school. It's miserable, and uh, it's 
like to the point where he's like, I never get a break off. And I'm like, no, you just have the whole weekend. (laughs) What do you mean you never get a day off? And so everybody is always a fight to just get him to go to like camp and before and after school program and everything. And um, so (laughs) I spend like a good hour arguing with him in the morning. And then I come home after dropping him off at daycare and I sit at my kitchen table, drink a cup of coffee and eat breakfast in silence. (laughs) Just (laughs) stare at the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can't move. He's gone for now. I can't move. <laughs> Every morning it's the same. It's, it's ridiculous. So it's fun. Um, he gets to do like this virtual learning program through his daycare right now. And uh, I thought about keeping him home. I think a lot of parents are really running into this where they're like, do we keep our child home? Do we send them to daycare and have them do virtual learning there? Like what it's the right option. Mm-hmm. And um, his daycare is really great with um, their their rules and regulations that they have right now and, and working with him. And they adhere to his IEP and everything. So he, the social piece is really what he needs a lot of. So um, that was kind of our decision to just send him and then if it doesn't work and we don't feel like he's progressing in school and everything with it being virtual and them having to give attention to other kids rather than just working one-on-one that we could take him out it's easier to take him out than it is to put him in so we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. and this was this was day one today it it was technically but they have um so this whole week is dedicated it's technically the first day of school today but this whole week is dedicated to meeting with parents giving us um school supplies for the year um like workbooks all the logins everything they're going to need asking us if we have any questions showing us how the setup's going to be kind of just meeting with everybody and because normally they do like one big open house one day before school even starts and then we get to meet everybody and drop off school supplies and everything but they couldn't do that this year they could only have one family in the school at a time well in the classroom at a time so a little stressful so this week's kind of dedicated to that and then next week he'll really start all the school work and stuff gotcha cool all right well joey how about you man how are you doing Oh, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, same as same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Just uh, working quite a bit at both jobs. Um, at the mall where I work at my second job, the Target just got shut down today for coronavirus, coronavirus! and that's what they get for not having any GI Joe figures on the shelf. <laughs> it's all it's all their fault. If only I they may had- or may not have been walking around sneezing everywhere on purpose. <laughs> If only they had that snake eyes figure, man. That story would have been all set. You're looking for roadblock uh, bareness on motorcycle uh, beachhead and Cobra Trooper, but that's okay. I'm not bitter. Um, in the food court, they just told them today they can't have tables at all. Oh, wow. So they had they had socially distanced tables. So, I mean, I'm sure you've all seen a mall food court, regardless of where you live, listening to this Um in the United States or overseas or wherever, but there's a lot of tables. Well, they took out probably like 75% of the tables and there were only a few. And now there's no tables at all. So we'll see what happens. I mean, mostly we're just scared at the store, not scared. That sounds like we're like hiding in the back, like crying, but you know, we're just worried they're going to close again. They were closed for four and a half months and it sucks. It's not the money that pays for my household bills. So at the end of the day, I can't like be super upset, but it is the money that allows me to like have any extra money to do anything other than put gas in my car and go to my other job. So I'm hoping it doesn't close. Other than that, just been working, sleeping, trying to shove in as much watching of things as humanly possible. I just I got my Just Joey Patreon episode coming up this month will be a review of She Dies Tomorrow. It's a new horror movie. That came out that I heard some buzz about and checked out. I had a chance to fit that in. Uh, we've got our Hamilton review coming up on Patreon. I just watched that today. And uh, Project Power yesterday. So, <laughs> and I've watched half of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series finale. Mm-hmm. And I've got uh, Lovecraft Country I want to check out, too. So I'm trying to fit all this crap in. <laughs> Good Lord. Sleep when we're dead. We'll sleep when we're dead. But enough about us. Let's talk some more about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more so is your podcast. 
All right. So everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, a K- at some point this year, you will find movie reviews from yours truly uh, as soon as they get the theaters back open. Uh, you also find some Netflix and Amazon and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, a great way to support our little podcast is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on that big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube. Uh, as you already mentioned, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast, uh, where you can support the show monthly and receive bonus content. A shout out to all of our fellow podcasting buddies, our family in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, Mark, uh, I hear there's some news, so drop it like it's hot. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So uh, this news broke actually after we recorded last week's episode. It was kind of up in the air uh, before. Uh, we had Dave from Superhero Speak. Who was on with us, and uh, we were talking about how we had met up before in New York Comic Con last year, and there was still like a little possibly glimmer of hope that that would happen. But after we recorded, it came down. New York Comic Con 2020 is officially canceled. They will be doing a virtual uh, Comic Con, just like San Diego Comic Con, but this one is going to be a little bit different where they will actually have like fan interactions with some of the panels that's going on. So now that we've reached this point, how do you guys feel about New York Comic Con finally admitting that they're not going to go through with it? Um, I'm just bringing it up because we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. Let's start with the man of the hour, Joey. I'm so upset. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's be real. We all knew like three months ago this wasn't happening right like right. are we we okay with understanding that we all knew this wasn't happening there's no way they were putting two hundred and fifty thousand people in the javits center right, right now so i mean it, i was gonna say it still would have been cool if like they did a still approved our press passes for like next year though yeah it would have been nice um I, I was hoping to see some sort of press aspect to the virtual con but there hasn't been anything announced yet and i don't know if that's a thing or it's not going to be a thing. So I don't know. I might send out some blasts on social media and, and see if there's any, you know, like comic creators or, or people that just, you know, were planning on using New York Comic Con for promotion that now want to get with us and maybe do some interviews for YouTube with Adam. We'll see. But yeah, I'm upset. You know, I, I love comic cons. I love going to them all year. I know me and Mark bitch a lot about how there's too many of them, blah, blah, blah. But it's great to hang out with you guys. It's great to see everybody, all our con friends, all our podcast friends. And I had such a good time last year in New York. It was so awesome. And it's just taken away. At this point, Like the only thing I have left to look forward to this year is football. Football and fantasy football are the only two things left to look forward to. And I'm really worried that those are going to get canceled too. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be back to the grind of working and sleeping. But uh, yeah, it just, it sucks. I'm really holding that hope for next year, but I got to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm really worried. You know, there's a lot of shows that are now rescheduling for, I know Rhode Island is now going to do us. There's no Rhode Island comic con this year. We've talked about that before they moved it to the summer. I think it's July I'd have to double check, but I think it's July. Um, our press passes did roll over to that. But are we even going to be able to go to these things in July next year? Like, who even knows? Like, we could be talking about, like, 2022 before we're going back to Comic-Con. So I'm just pissy about it. I was really looking <laughs> forward to it. All right. All right. Aubrey, what about you, sweetie? How do you feel about uh, not going to New York Comic-Con this year? Um, I'm all right with not spending the money. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm hoping that the virtual will be like enough where it's going to be like good, good content. Uh, the, all the virtual stuff I've seen so far hasn't really been something I've been interested in watching yep. and something I've been excited about. So I'm really hoping that um, they're able to deliver on that end and then I'll be totally fine now going because I won't have to spend the money. But I like the con experience. I liked going um, last year and everything. I thought it was really fun. So I hope that next year we get to go. Uh, I do look forward to to finding out if everything will be normal again by next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Will the Gundam model economy ever recover? <laughs> I mean, they send me emails all the time. So I, mean, I would assume that they're doing pretty good. They're looking for help. That's why they're sending you emails. <laughs> help us, Aubrey. <laughs> I forward them to my brother and to Josh, too, and they'll, they'll order from them. Nice. They're making bank off me right now by my networking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, you had declared you were done with cons for the year already. This was way back in, like, I want to say April. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you feel about this? Uh, the one kind of, uh, well, there's a couple of drawbacks to it. Um, you know, it was a lot of work last year, but I did have fun. I got, like, all of this equipment. Uh, this year seems, it, last year was just like incredible. It was so busy just doing all of those cons and trying to get all of this equipment ready so that when we were all together in the same room, we could record and we had stickers and all of that stuff, like prepping all of that stuff was, was a lot. And, uh, you know, I got, I kind of got a head start like for this year. You know what I mean? Like I already got the equipment from last year. I got the bag. Some of that stuff is still packed up. Uh, I got a ton of stickers. Like I was ready to like, I was kind of ready for like a big con season. So with this being out of the way, it, it is kind of disappointing that I won't get to record with you guys face to face again. So I actually really enjoyed that. But, you know, it's fine. Whatever. Like Aubrey said, it, it's fine to like hold on to some money this year instead of spending it all in New York. <laughs> right, right. All this money I'm, I'm making at my second job right now, I'm just using to pay down debt. So the next year I can go into debt going to all these cons again. There you go. It's the circle of life starts right back. That's right. All right. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So that's it for New York Comic Con. Uh, sorry. Sorry we don't get the chance to hang out with all of our podcasting buddies, but, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Fingers crossed. Okay. So then in, uh, well, in news that's exciting for me, probably not exciting for anyone else, <laughs> but something that uh, was announced that tickled my heart uh, to huge amounts of, of, of happiness. Uh, we're getting another Star Wars holiday special. Now, this one is uh, Lego Star Wars. going to be coming out uh, November 17th on Disney+. Plus. A Lego Star Wars holiday special that takes place after Episode 9. Uh, and it's very reminiscent of like a, like a Christmas Carol type of story. So we'll probably get Chewbacca. We'll probably get Life Day. Just new Star Wars content and with these characters is... Super exciting for me. I can't wait. The original Star Wars holiday special is kind of, uh, I don't know. It's not good. It has its moments. Uh, but this one, I'm sure, is going to be a lot more fun. So, uh, yeah, I'm psyched. Star Wars holiday special. I am super psyched. How do you guys feel about uh, getting a new Star Wars holiday special? Uh, let's start with Aubrey. I mean, it's exciting. The the past couple of um, small specials that they've done, like they did a really small Indominus um rex video and stuff i mean they're really good Mm -hmm. they it's not like they cheap out on them or anything not that you can cheap out on a lego animated (laughs) movie but i I mean they do they do a really good work um i was actually just thinking this morning because no one was listening to the lego movie 2 soundtrack like they actually do a really good job for being a lego movie Mm -hmm. they do a really good job as a franchise coming up with things and making their content really funny. So I think it's going to be good. I haven't seen anything Lego related that I haven't enjoyed. I do continue to fall asleep through Lego movie one. It's not to say it's bad. It's just (laughs) who I am as a person. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited. We'll, we'll see. Nice. Nice. All right. Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about a new star Wars holiday special? Well, hopefully there'll be uh, a tribute to B Arthur dancing in it. Um, I'm sure there will be. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know. We'll see. I think the Lego specials have their own kind of brand of sense of humor. So you kind of know what you're going to get already. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's going to be all ages, like extremely all ages. So we'll see. I, I'm, obviously I'm going to watch it. We'll probably end up doing it for the show. because yes. God knows what the hell we're going to have for content at this point. <laughs> at this point, well, the movies never reopen. Um, but 
I don't know. I just hope it doesn't open up and be like the dead speak. <laughs> That's what I want. The dead speak. Oh. And it's all like, like uh, all Wookiee speak. <laughs> Bring it on. I can't wait. Star Wars Holiday Special Part 2, uh, November 17th, 2020. That's what I'm looking forward to this year. The hell with New York Comic Con. Um, <laughs> so then in uh, the last bit of news, we got a, a teaser for a new Netflix movie that's coming out. Uh, it is Anola Holmes, uh, the little sister of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and it stars Millie Bobby Brown as uh, young Anola Holmes. Uh, Sherlock is going to be played by Superman himself, Henry Cavill. And his brother, Mycroft, is going to be played by Sam Claflin, who uh, you might remember from, uh, he was in the Hunger Game movies. And uh, he was in that uh, movie with Amelia Clark, where he was in a wheelchair and she was taking care of him. One of those romantic comedy movies. But he's actually a pretty, he's a decent actor. He's actually pretty good. I know he's done something else, dude. I'm, I'm not, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but uh, yeah, another Sherlock Holmes adventure. This one about the little sister. I don't know. The little teaser showed a little bit of a uh, little cheekiness, so it might be okay. Uh, Joey, what did you think of uh, Enola Holmes? Well, I mean, we didn't get to see much. It was kind of surprising to see Henry Cavill in this. I had no idea he was. I knew this was coming. I had no idea he was in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much he's going to be in it. Uh, obviously, I like Millie Bobby Brown from uh, Stranger Things. I thought she was terrible in Godzilla. And we'll see. Uh, I hope she's just not going to play Eleven again. <laughs> I'm really sick of that. Outside of, I mean, I like it in Stranger Things, but I was all set with it in Godzilla. So we'll see what she does in this. And I don't know. I mean, is it? Is, I don't really know what this is. Is this like an all ages like a kids show, or is this like supposed to be like a little more PG thirteen? Like, what is this? You know, it looks like a movie that's kind of like young Sherlock Holmes from like the uh, from the eighties. Remember that movie, like back in the day? Yeah, I, I remember being like terrified of the CG in it. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like it's going to be something like that. Um, Aubrey, how about you? How do you feel about another Sherlock Holmes adventure with his little sister? Um, I don't understand why they named her Enola. It just sounds like Ebola. <laughs> um, so I don't really like that. I I like Millie Bobby Brown. I think that she's fantastic. I haven't seen her in anything that I didn't like. I even liked her in Godzilla. Um, so I'm excited to see her acting in something. I just don't think that the story is there for her. Kind of like how people shit all over Godzilla, even though I liked it. I don't, I feel like it's going to be another situation where she's taking a role just to take a role and build her resume rather than um, taking a role that's actually good. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it does have a little like quirky cheekiness to it. So I think she's going to really play up um, the comedic elements, which I think could be fun. It'd be nice to see her do some like goofy stuff. Not Stranger Things. It's going to be like a modern-day Harriet the Spy. Yes, there you go. There you go. (laughs) You just solved it. Hopefully with a lot less Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then, um, and this isn't like news. This is just like quick bits that um, doesn't really really mean anything to a lot of people, but I I wanted to mention it because it meant a little bit to me. Uh, Netflix is doing a, uh, or at least they they are still planning on doing a live-action version of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, we've been talking about it before. I was very excited that it was happening. Uh, I was really excited that the creators of the show were going to be showrunners, executive producers and showrunners. So they were going to be overseeing a lot of this. Well, it turns out this week that they both left the Netflix project. I would say creative differences and they are completely out of it. So now I don't even care. I'm actually kind of hoping that they bring in M. Night Shyamalan just to make it a complete dumpster fire. But uh, yeah, I was very disappointed. Do you guys have any any thoughts on uh, Avatar live action imploding? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I've never watched the cartoon, so I have no attachment to the property whatsoever. Yeah, uh, I, I will be surprised if this turns out good. It seems like this happening like really put a dark cloud over the project that had an ungodly amount of goodwill, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like everybody's turned on it now. <laughs> Yep, I will say no matter how good the show is, we already hate it. Everybody hates it. It's, it's, it's already going to well, be Well, how would you feel, though, Mark? Let me put it to you this way. How would you feel if it, it comes out, all right? And obviously, you know, they don't whitewash the cast or anything before it starts that makes people up in arms. Everything looks good. It comes out, knocks it the fuck out the park and is awesome. Like, would you would you then embrace it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. I felt the exact same way about uh, Smallville. I thought Smallville was just a horrible idea on paper. 
I just could not wrap my brain around why would anyone watch the show. And then about three episodes, four episodes in, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll give it a chance. But it, and the other thing is, it's for Avatar. Avatar is kind of like um, it's like Harry Potter or Star Wars. Like it's kind of lightning in a bottle. It's really tough to replicate that kind of uh, good storytelling. So you know, maybe it is time for another set of storytellers to get the property and do their thing. You know what I mean? So maybe this is could it could be a good thing, but um, I don't know. The, the, that note left a bad taste in my mouth. The letter that they they left for all of the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another bit of news that uh, again means a lot to me. Doesn't really mean that much to anyone else. They are remaking the South Korean action movie Man from Nowhere, which uh, I give. Five out of five. The movie is absolutely amazing. I'm sure it's still streaming on Netflix. Uh, they are doing a remake of it, and they just announced that the team behind John Wick, the uh, director and uh, writer, uh, will be joining the project as uh, producers, executive producers. So they will be overseeing it, which means that The Man from Nowhere might actually be a remake that will be as good or better than the original one. And uh, maybe American audiences will get to see this cool story. Have you guys seen Man from Nowhere or even heard of it? No. What the hell is that? Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, it's basically this... It's kind of almost like Leon the Professional. It's this girl who uh, uh, lives in this apartment building, and her mom gets... I want to say she gets murdered by this gang. And the only person in the building that uh, this girl is really nice to is this quiet guy who kind of, like, uh, doesn't really say anything to anyone. He just kind of monitors, like, the lockers of the of the building, like the superintendent of the building. Uh, but then when the killers come after the girl, he you get his backstory and get to know what he's all about. And he's all about business. It's basically like Taken, but so much better. So much better. Five out of five. It's on Netflix. Um, I'm shit. I'll, I'll just recommend it now. It's called Man from Nowhere. It's all in Korean. But uh, like I said, with John Wick creators uh, behind the American remake, it's going to be so much better. Action wise anyway. So, uh, yeah. A little bit of news. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, that's awesome, guys. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to review Project Power from Netflix. Hey there, WizKids. Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast. Uh, I'm taking over this week's mid-show promo. Uh, just to let you know, again, we are celebrating our six-year anniversary. It's coming up on Saturday, August 22nd. That's right. Six years of podcasting with no weeks off. What were we thinking? So as you heard before, we are kicking off our new store. We have a new Tee Public store with uh, some new So Wizard t-shirts and some other merchandise there too. Uh, and the t-shirt's going to be in sale when we kick off the store Saturday, August 22nd. But if you are listening to this episode and it is before Saturday, starting Thursday, August 20th, the store is open. So uh, yeah, go ahead, take a look. See what we got. Check out some of the new designs. Check out some of the classic shirts. And like I said, they're going to be on sales. This would be a really good time to, to get yourself a little bit of something nice to help out the podcast. So the easiest way to find it would just be to go to our website, sowizardpodcast.com. Look for that T Public button. Click on that. And it should bring you right over to the site. Or you can also find it through tpublic.com backslash stores backslash so dash wizard dash podcast and that will bring you right to our store now you can also go to t public and just search so wizard podcast and that should bring you right to it so again thank you for rocking with us for six years if you're new thank you for joining us and if you have a couple extra bucks and you want to look good and represent the show check out our t public store now back to the show All right, we are back, and it is time. Thankfully, Netflix and a lot of the other streaming services have kept us going with new releases as we go through COVID-19, because we know the movies have been shut down since uh, March. I think Invisible Man was the last movie I saw in the movie theater. What was the last movie you saw in the theater, Aubrey? Uh, I don't even remember. Good Lord. Probably Invisible Man. Yeah, Probably. Marcellus, I know the last movie you saw was a three-star masterpiece. It's also the last movie review I left on a website, and it's going to stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can ever be better than this. <laughs> it's all right. We still love Bob Layton. you damn right. But uh, 
in case you don't know what we're talking about, that is uh, Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel was the last movie Mark Ellis saw in the movie theater. Me and Aubrey watched that on Fire Stick. Fuck that shit. <laughs> 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 and for that shit. <laughs> Secrets of So Wizard Podcast. All right. So anyway, uh, Netflix and these streaming services have been pumping out movies for us, which is great. This is a new one that dropped a few days ago. It is called Project Power, starring Jamie Foxx and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Aubrey, what is Project Power about? Project Power, released August 14th, 2020, is an action crime sci-fi film that is an hour and 53 minutes long, rated R, and it says... When a pill that gives its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes hits the streets of New Orleans, a teenage dealer and a local cop must team with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation. All right. Well, we all had a chance to watch it. And as always, we'll talk about it without spoilers. And then Marcellus will play the sound drop delineating spoilers in case you haven't seen it yet and you just want our impressions. Let's get going. Aubrey, what did you think of Project Power? It was interesting. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't. It, it's not like over the top. Oh my god, best movie ever. I wouldn't dread watching it again, um, but I wouldn't seek out watching it again. Okay, uh, Marcellus, how about you? Yeah, every once in a while there'll be a comic book type of movie that will come out that's not based on a comic book, but it'll use those same type of ingredients to tell their story. And sometimes not being based on anything is good. Because uh, it gives you like a, a good, uh, it lets you go almost anywhere. You know, you the coolness is based in that story. And sometimes just a shitty movie with superpowers is all you get. Uh, this one I was not a fan of. I'm not going to lie. Oh, all right. All right. Well, I, uh, I'm not gonna, I didn't, I, I kind of like in the same camp as Aubrey. I didn't like, I didn't love this movie by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't hate, hate it either. <sighs> feel like it's like i liked it but i didn't love it and i didn't super like it and we'll get into this in spoilers a little bit too but there's there's a lot of stuff to like in this movie and then there's some definite like cringe stuff where you're like ooh, and then there's some other stuff that's just like boring or bad um and again we'll get into that in spoilers but for me it's really just kind of it's all right Um, not a, not a like face meltingly awful, like zero out of five or anything like that. But I, I, there's some good and there's some bad mixed in there. And the only way for us to talk about that is to do it with spoilers. So Marcellus, drop the drop and let's spoil Project Power. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. So let's start off with things we liked about the movie. Marcellus didn't sound like there was much. So what did you like about Project Power? Uh, I actually really liked the performances. Um, I thought Jamie Foxx was amazing. I thought the girl that played Robin was the star of the fucking movie. Um, I didn't, I didn't think Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to be in it that much. I was surprised by how much he was in it, and uh, he was really good. Uh, so I loved the performances. I really liked the effects for the most part, and I liked the, um, I liked the fact that they kind of, they really wanted to kind of ground some aspects of the story into reality that i, I really enjoyed I, I really appreciated that yeah and the, they did a good job showing off the superpowers you know visually it, it, it didn't look that that it wasn't like warrior nun <laughs> level of cg characters it wasn't a ps1 game it suddenly appeared <laughs> exactly so yeah that was cool there's a little there's a little money behind the effects i enjoyed um and there's definitely some cool camera tricks in there that i thought was really cool but yeah, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much all that I, I really, really liked about it. Bro, okay. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? Um, I did think that there was some humor in it that was, that was really good. I did like Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt's interaction with Robin's mom. That scene was really funny. Yep. Um, like, I'm going to record you. You got your phone? You got your phone? We're live streaming. You think that a white man can't be with this big, beautiful black woman? <laughs> so funny. That scene had me dying. Um, I think that he has really come far as an actor with age because, like, I haven't seen him in anything that I hate these days. He did really good when he was younger, but it's just like there's something about him nowadays where he just does a, an amazing job that you don't expect. Robin was a really good character. I like how there was some complexity to her. I like how they kind of touch on 
the subject of um, social problems rather than like somehow she just becomes this drug dealer. Like they actually go into what a lot of um, underprivileged people run into where they are dealing to try to support their families. And there's all these social and economic problems within society that uh, that creates these problems. If, if people look at them at face value, they're like, oh, you're just nothing but a no good drug dealer. But in reality, there's there's a complexity to it. So I really liked that. I like that Jamie Foxx's daughter has powers without taking a pill. I wish that we had seen more of that. I think, you know, that that's the whole basis for this movie is this girl gets kidnapped. So why do we only see her for the last 20 minutes of the movie? And we don't even really get to touch on what exactly she does, except she just brings him back to life. So is she a chameleon? Is that her animal? I don't quite get that. But anyway, I like I like the complexity to that piece of the story. It almost seemed a little bit disjointed, though. Yeah, disjointed is a really good word. Joey, what did you absolutely love about this movie? Uh, all right. Well, um, I will agree with you, Mark, that I think um, Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, what was the girl's name? Fuck. The rapper. Uh, well, her character's name was Robin. So immediately I was okay. like, boo. Uh, Dominique Fishback is her name. Okay. Dominique Fishback. I thought the, the three of them were phenomenal in the movie. I think this is more or less like almost a B level movie on the level of like extraction or, uh, you know, some other types of things. But I felt like, like they, those three actors were like bringing like an A plus game. Yep. And when they were in the scenes, it like felt like it was like a prestige movie almost. <laughs> like Jamie Foxx is, is like amazing in this. I'm like shocked watching the, it the whole time. First of all, I'm thinking like, isn't this guy like really old? Like, isn't he old? <laughs> yeah. I know black don't crack, but like, <laughs> like he could be playing someone in their thirties, and I think he must be in his fifties, right? I think he's like early fifties, yeah. Right. That's what dating um, Katie Holmes does to you. It just turns back I, time. I guess so. It it ruins Batman movies, and and it, it turns back time. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think he was phenomenal in this. And it made me really sad that we're probably never going to get to see him as Spawn. Oh, yeah. We'll always have Electro. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I thought they were all phenomenal in the movie. I I really liked some of the special effects. A lot of the fight scenes were really cool. Um, some of the concept, the concept, the big picture concept is cool. And yeah, I mean, it, there there's a lot to enjoy here. I mean, it's an enjoyable world. Like the world they put you in is is interesting. The the concept is interesting. Obviously, the performances are pretty are really good uh, for most of the actors. Uh, it's just you know we'll have to get into this in a second. But there's just it's just not quite doesn't put it all together. I guess it's got it went to the store about the most expensive ingredients it could to cook the omelet, but then they did a really shitty job of cooking it, I guess. Um, what are some things you didn't like, Marcellus? I know you're chomping at the bit here to tell us because it doesn't sound like you like the movie very much. Well, it's not that the movie is is complete trash, but whenever I watch a movie that, that it, it, it felt like it had some tonal issues. Like there were some aspects of this world that they wanted to take seriously, and then there were some aspects of this world that they wanted to treat very comic bookish, and it didn't seem like they quite figured out how to balance the two. So things that I would be looking for would be, you know, just like things that I look for in a horror movie. You know, just like normal common sense things. Like the the guy that robbed the bank, you know, buck naked. What was his plan? Like when he got out of the bank, was he did he think that no one would notice two bags like walking, floating down the street? Like he didn't have someone waiting in a car for him? So like that, things like that just kind of annoyed the shit out of me. It, they didn't really establish the fact that, at least I, maybe I'm just an idiot, but they didn't establish the fact that when you take a pill, everyone has one power. Like I thought from from the beginning of the movie, I thought you take a pill and you never know what power you're going to get. Like I will agree time. with you on that statement because it felt like that came out of nowhere like 75% of the way through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's a part where Machine Gun Kelly is at the beginning and he's all like half burnt up and he you know takes a pill and he, you know, 
turns to the Human Torch again. I'm like, that's great. And they have like the big chase scene with him and Jamie Foxx, which the fire effects I thought were pretty cool. But then there's a scene where he opens up his hand and he's carrying three other pills. I'm like, how does he, how does he carry three pills if his hand's on fire? Like everything else is on fire. So that like little things like that kind of annoyed me. And I obviously it's a guy on fire, so I shouldn't be paying attention to that. But I, I did, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the daughter was like being uh, held in captivity inside of this ship, this big boat, and no one was guarding her. Like she's probably the most important person in this entire fucking story, and no one is guarding her. Like all of the guards are out running around looking for. One little girl and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Because they already had Jamie Foxx tied up. It, like, logically just didn't make sense to me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. there Just a lot of things, like, it didn't feel like it connected where I could be like, oh, you know, this is just a goofy comic book movie. Or this is, like, a serious drama, like Chronicle, where it's uh, a serious drama, but it has, like, superpower aspects of it. I don't think they, they quite got it right. And the thing that really sucks is that this is the guy that's writing the new Batman movie. So if he... Ruh, ruh. Yeah. <laughs> so if this is like a testament of his writing, yeah, I'm going I'm to blame it on the catfish guys. I'm going to say it was a good script and that they kind of screwed it up. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? I, I like the idea behind Project Power. It's almost like Animorphs. <laughs> um <laughs> but it it is very disjointed throughout the throughout the movie. Like um Machine Gun Kelly's character, I mean he turns into fire, but you're supposed to be like you're supposed to have the powers of an animal. And from what I understood, it seemed like his powers were an alligator because like his his skin was scaly too at one point and like he had the appearance like he was part alligator so it was like he was turning into an alligator but then he turns on fire i don't understand that because no animal can do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it didn't make too much sense i think that the writing was really lacking like there was so much potential for this to be a good script and for it to be a good a good movie i think there were just some parts where it should have expanded and it instead it was really lacking i it it was supposed to be all about project power and everything and then it turns kind of into like jamie fox seeking out his daughter and then it just like falls really flat in some places and and it's it's sad because there's some places where it's really great, but then there's some parts where it's like so far down. You're like, did that really, that just kind of almost ran the movie for me because it's just meh. Mm-hmm. And so, it, I mean, it, it had so much potential. It just really lacked in a lot of places where it could have done so much better. All right. Well, I'm going to agree with Mark Ellis right off the bat. I didn't. I also did not grasp the concept that you only got one superpower. I thought it was like a dial H for hero type situation. Like it was always going to be something different. That's why when uh, he took the three pills at the beginning, he was already on fire and he took the other three. I'm like, oh, he's going to have like all these crazy powers at once and explode or something. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. So finally, they explained that like halfway through the movie. Um, I think tonally, the movie's like all over the place. Like sometimes it's a badass action movie with superpowers. Sometimes it's like making uh, social statements. Right. Sometimes it's a comedy. <laughs> sometimes it's a spy thriller. Like it, it's all over the place. It really feels like somebody wrote a bunch of cool scenes down on an index card and then like threw them down on the floor and like kind of just was where they landed was like, okay, well this is where this scene's going to go. This is where this scene's going to go. These are the things I want in the movie. Let me make a movie around these ideas as opposed to like writing a script. So um, I I don't know if you guys felt this way, but it felt like the movie was ready to end about three times. I, I think probably the last, like I'm going to say the last 45 minutes, I kept checking how much time was left. And I'm like, Oh, there's still a half an hour left. There's still 45 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just felt like it was, it was so long after a while um, because it didn't really feel like the plot was really grasping you as to why, you know, what they didn't, they didn't really go into like a huge detail. Like why would it be a bad? Who is distributing these drugs? Like why is it a bad thing if they get out into the public? I mean, you can surmise why it would be a bad thing, but you know, I, it was really more of a like show don't tell like. They didn't really explain, like, the overarching plot. Um, I agree with Aubrey a lot, too. The daughter, uh, Jamie Foxx's actual daughter, like, he didn't really go into detail exactly, like, what was happening. And like Mark said, like, 
it didn't feel like she was as guarded as she should have been if she was the centerpiece to the entire <laughs> operation. Um, she probably should have been somewhere other than a boat with uh, 10 people on yeah. it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problems with the script. Um, I just feel like the uh, performances and some of the fight scenes kind of elevated a little more than it should have. But as always, we've got to rate it. What did you think on a scale of zero to five? Zero being the worst, five being the best. Aubrey, Project Power. I'm going to give it a 2.5. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't the best. It it was okay. I wouldn't hate watching it again, um, but I'm not going to seek it out. Would you watch a sequel? Maybe. Um, if there's... I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't be mad about it. So probably I would watch a sequel. I just wouldn't be excited it was coming out. All right. Mark yeah, I would agree with Aubrey. I'm going to say it's a 2.5 out of 5 also. Yeah, there's a there's some good stuff in there. But uh, yeah, it's like the ingredients are there, but the end result is just, it's it just, it isn't satisfying for me. Would I watch a sequel? I'll watch anything. It's quarantine. <laughs> I'll watch what, whatever Netflix wants to put on. It's fine. But I... Uh, yeah, I was very disappointed in this. And it, Joy, it is a lot like like you said, it looks like there was a bunch of scenes that they kind of threw together and just figured out a way to connect the dots. And it didn't work. Nope. All right. Well, I'm going to, unfortunately, uh, for uh, argument's sake of the podcast, I'm going to agree with the both of you. <laughs> I agree with you guys. Uh, two and a half out of five. Um, there's good. There's bad. Neither one really outweighs the other. And again, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. Like you're not sitting, you're not getting up after it's over and being like, I just wasted, you know, two hours of my life watching this movie. But you're also not going to go do backflips around the house afterwards. I feel like the performances from the main actors really elevates it. I think the soundtrack was really cringe at times. There was just like a lot of weird like rap music. And I always watch everything with subtitles on. So I'm sitting there and it's like, there's rap music playing and it's like something about weed. <laughs> There's one song about weed. Like every lyric was about weed. And my wife like walks by and goes, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, at this point in our lives, I just have to go. It's for the podcast. And she just walks away and, and sighs. <laughs> yep. We'll get, we'll explore that idea a little bit more when we do our Patreon episode this month. But um, yeah, for me, two and a half out of five. I mean, it's good. It's not great. It's not terrible. Would I watch a sequel? Uh, probably if it's on Netflix. Uh, if I had seen this in the movie theater, I probably would, might rate it less. And I certainly wouldn't be running out to go buy a sequel to it. Um, it's another one of those movies that reminds me, and, and Aubrey, you're a little young for this, but Mark Ellis, if you remember going to like Circuit City or Best Buy on like release day, every like Tuesday was when new DVDs came out. Mm-hmm. And there'd be weird like B-grade, like, sci-fi action movies that would come out that you didn't really quite hear of, or maybe you just didn't see it in the movie theater, but and, and you'd buy it sight unseen, and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. That's exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what movies you're talking about. I wouldn't buy those sight unseen, though. If I'm there to get whatever the new <laughs> release is on Tuesday, that's what I'm getting. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know freaking Bruce Willis and Jamie Foxx and uh, Casper Van Dyne. And David Caruso were all in a, an action movie together. That's interesting. I'll keep that in mind. And then I'll forget all about it. All right. So that was it. That's our review of Project Power from Netflix. Uh, check it out. Let us know what you thought on social media. Hit us up. Now let's wrap it up before we tap it up. And let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? I recommend um, everybody go check out the book, The Philosopher's War. Um, I recommended The Philosopher's Flight probably a couple months ago and I just recently finished it and the sequel is out called the philosopher's war. Um, and it's about the main character from the philosopher's flight. Robert actually goes to war and, um, it's about his journey throughout it. Right. That's, uh, something people get on net on, uh, Amazon. Yes, you can get it on Amazon. The soft cover isn't out yet. Um, but the hard cover is awesome. All right. Well, Mark Ellis, how about you? Yeah, I want to recommend everyone check out The Legend of Korra, an animated show that is on Netflix. It's the sequel to Avatar The Last Airbender, which, uh, like I said earlier, is a lightning in a bottle. The first three seasons of Avatar, or the only three seasons of Avatar is amazing. Legend of Korra doesn't quite get there, but it is a different show. 
Uh, but I will say season three of Legend of Korra, if you make it past the first two, season three of Legend of Korra is probably one of the best seasons of any TV show I've ever seen. It is astounding how good it is. Uh, so, yeah, Legend of Korra is now available on Netflix. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews uh, up to Bloodshot from Markellis. <laughs> <laughs> Streaming picks and so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, just about anywhere under the sun you get podcasts. We will be there. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can monetarily support the show. Get extra exclusive episodes, including this month, as I said earlier, where we're reviewing Hamilton from Disney+. Plus, and I will be reviewing She Dies tomorrow. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search So Is Her Podcast. There are tons of exclusive free videos on there. Adam is just releasing a new unboxing video. He got a new Avengers Endgame Captain America statue that he's going to be showing off on YouTube, as well as tons of trailer reactions, videos from New York Comic Con and Rhode Island Comic Con from last year. So if you miss leaving the house, that's there for you. So check us out on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to suggest a couple things. I haven't even watched it yet, but you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and fucking recommend it. Uh, Lovecraft Country is uh, getting rave reviews uh, all over the net from people I actually trust, not just random reviewers on websites. Uh, I know uh, Dee Dee Sweets has been frothing at the mouth in excitement over how awesome it is so far. So that's uh, that's good for me. So I'm definitely checking that out tonight. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series finale was this past week. I've only watched half of it because I kind of feel like if I don't watch the second half, then the show doesn't really end. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> right. But um, I've loved the show up to this point. Maybe you haven't uh, checked it out or you fell off. So jump back on board. Most of it's all on Netflix. And then in a few months, it'll be hitting up Disney+. Plus. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's going to do it for episode number 315 in a row of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joy DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Can't a white man be in love with a big, beautiful black woman? <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, everybody, please check out T Public, uh, tpublic.com, and uh, search So Wizard Podcast and check out some of the merchandise. Your boy worked really hard to get that stuff available for the anniversary. So uh, check it out and uh, Wakanda Forever. Please spend money. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you guys next week as we celebrate our six-year anniversary of podcasting, as well as a ton of news from DC Fandom. Good journey.